Hey fam, let's catch the moment. Draw your awareness to the essential relationship you have with the earth. And if you're able to, make direct contact. We open this space with the acknowledgement that the land in which we are located is occupied territories. Before we were ever out here, there were brothers, sisters, and gender-bending beauties that walk this land and still do. They care for this land as their own because it is their own. We acknowledge the beauty, existence, culture, and experience of our Native, Indigenous, and First Nations family. On this, their traditional land and ancestral home, join us in acknowledging the tribal groups from where we personally vibe, including the Kickapoo, Kansas, Osage, Odos, Missouri, Padawami, Sioux, Shawnee, Wyandotte, Choctaw, and Chittimacha tribes. We honor the elders, both past and present. Let's look to them as we become better stewards of the land we inhabit. Peace and love. Let go. Gag. Okay. Hello, audience. Welcome to the We Out Here podcast, the place to hear the stories of Black, Brown, and Indigenous folks in science and nature. My name is Alexi Gruzes, and I'm coming to you from the Bulbancha. And with me as always, Allison! Yeah, what's up? You know, I'm here in Choctaw land, really loving it. Just mm. really steeped in it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Kansas too, yes. Padawami. I mean, it's just, it's a lovely little melting pot of goodness, mm. Mm. and I'm here for it. So, yes. Allison is coming to us with some beautiful audio, great video. We love it. We love okay. to see it. Technology no, cooperating. No need everything. to uh, spread behind the scenes information to the masses. <laughs> uh, but we're glad to be back. We apparently made it to episode two. So yes, we did. that's cool. Um, and this and time, here, it's not just us. <laughs> right. And here with us, we got a special guest. So excited to be here. Um, Hey, everyone. <laughs> the energy um, change. Yes. My name is Jalen uh, Bastos, but you can just call me Jay. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. I am an urban wildlife ecologist, knowledge mobilizer, and science communicator. I study no why am I talking about what I study we can talk about that later but mainly essentially this is like a bunch of words I just look at what animals are doing inside of an urban landscape why they're doing it how they're evolving and try to communicate that information to people in my community yes yeah. so love. succinct so good see it. yes we love to see it. tell us a little bit about what's your ethnic background where are you coming from Ooh, yeah so okay <gasps> my mom is from Brazil and my dad is from Jamaica. Come and on. so they both, they moved to Canada. And uh, yeah, they had me. Uh, <laughs> I did it. Canada, the land of love, you- as it's known. <laughs> That's what they say. I was born in Toronto, Ontario. And then I moved to Vancouver, where I'm calling from y'all now. I guess I could, we should say, uh, like, colonially renamed as Vancouver, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. The traditional, ancestral, and unceded lands of the Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, and Musqueam First Nations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really want to emphasize the unceded part of that. Across Canada, for many who don't know, there are these things that were called treaties that a lot of the federal government had put in place across the province in order to steal land legally, I'm saying this in air mm-hmm. quotes, um, mm-hmm. from First Nation communities. However, here in British Columbia and in other places in the country, 
it wasn't done that way and it was actually just stolen and people just started occupying land so uh we really like to or not like to but need to underscore Got the it, unseated yeah. part of the Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh and Musqueam First Nation story because it is just so blatantly continued theft and occupation of their lands um mm. yeah so there we are and that's where we're coming from you like literally that's all we're here to do it's a little educating for the mm-hmm. black and brown folks in this community. Also, I'm also not going to bypass the fact that you are literally an island breeze. Like, let's talk about it. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, such bro. a beautiful background. You know, I want you to, I want you to know, I hate to put it on myself. I am tired of being plain black. And I just find myself <laughs> in circles of people no. that are so beautiful. And I just, I just want to live your life like a little. Okay, you are the mortar that is holding us together. Uh uh, uh uh, uh, I'm bringing both of Allison. You are bringing your own flavor to the game. Your blackness is fucking key. It is fucking beautiful. So don't ever be like, don't be, don't be be doing that comparison to my island breeze ass. I've been doing (laughs) the most. Okay, I mean, 27 year old me, sure, come through, but little. me doing the most okay uh-huh. you do not want to be around it. this one so yeah, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. everyone who can't see us right now i gotta point it out jay is wearing this bomb ass black uh turtleneck with some big old hoop earrings <laughs> yes baseball the hoops cap. have yes, give it literally to me. mesmerized me yes. since jay got on the screen <laughs> i wanted to say something but i was like it's too high allison that's too quick that's too early yeah, y'all Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I have never seen a baseball cap look better. Are you kidding yes. me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, it's literally just because my hair is doing the most today. It's like okay, awkward, yeah, it is. So. Y'all, this food. I almost called them out their name. They then <laughs> took off their hat, and it was priceless curls. <laughs> my priceless. Hair, y'all, y'all. If you can see, we'll release the video for the exclusives. Um, just <laughs> faded sides, faded sides, curls. And then back that, on the hat. Get out of here. That's Patreon level twenty dollars and up. Let's go. <laughs> yes, exclusive shimmer. Okay, that's the pro premium tier. All right, y'all need mm-hmm. to sign up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So you know, basic questions, basic things. How the hell did you get into the field? Like, what made you, <laughs> what made you want to go outside? Are you here? Yeah, why are why you? Why am I here? Yeah, I feel like that's okay. It's such a good question, but it's it's. It's so it's non-linear, hard. so it's just take like, us, it's take all us, over Take us on a trip. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, hard. yeah. I mean, okay, so like, yeah, my field is urban wildlife ecology generally, but I study mm-hmm. animal behavior and cognition specifically. So like how humans are shifting the evolutionary trajectory of a lot of the animals that we share space with in mm-hmm. cities and in also semi-rural areas and looking at how that shift in evolutionary trajectory is actually increasing certain cognitive abilities for some animals, right? Like these mm-hmm. landscapes, these cities are boring. So these are the things there. that people need to know. These are the yeah, questions right? that people have. Right. They want to, I mean, they want to know how you got where you are, but more importantly, like, let's talk about the problem. Let's get to the issues at hand. Pleasantries yeah, are right. great. However, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's story time. Let's paint the picture. Yes. So. In a city like Vancouver, which, yeah, not a lot of, let's say, (laughs) visibly queer Black scientists out here doing the thing. So let's say that. And as a result, (laughs) I can be 
a little bit more hyper visible than I would maybe be in another city like Toronto or something like that. So that's kind of like the backdrop. So in Vancouver, I, I essentially pioneered this with the help of, well, not pioneered, with the help of Elizabeth Gao, who's another researcher. Um, we were able to design these methods to use camera traps spread out throughout the entire city of Vancouver. So all these little motion sensor cameras to try and estimate how many cats were outside Mm-hmm. just unsupervised for any given portion of the day. This started November 2019. Okay. So literally Ooh, as that's... soon as I started with putting out cameras, COVID hit. And then it was the first waves of lockdown. So not only was everyone like on edge because they were told they couldn't do a bunch of things that they were allowed to do before, but yeah. I was then out here like slinking and snooping about in the minds of these wayward white people and conducting my science, right? And I'll get into why we were doing that later. So I was doing this camera study. I'm like out here moving throughout the city and because I had some like sticky-ish situations with like people who were just watching me or who were like questioning what I was doing, I tried to Mm. always do my work between like three and five in the morning or between like midnight and three in the morning. So, so I would, very like night owl situation. Exactly. Okay. Like very, I'm not trying to see anyone. There's no one on the roads. I can get from one site to another really fast. I can do setup. I can do takedown. I don't have to answer people's questions. Like mm-hmm. I can just do what I'm supposed to do and get it done. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was my, my, that was my work strategy mm-hmm. to get this mm-hmm. all done. But one day y'all, I had, it was just one problem after the next, after the next. I was driving from one site and then I got to the site and there was a skunk like right at the site, like, Hello, you know, testing my patience a little bit with this guy. Cause I was like, I need to get this SD card, but you just be hanging around this spot. And it just seemed so unfazed. I had to stay there for a little bit longer than I wanted to than going to other sites. Long story short, we get to the morning. It's now like 7 a.m. And I'm like finishing up my last site, which is on a major city road. It's out front of, this brewery right okay. um, on this major street it's like a four or five lane road mm-hmm. so i'm setting up this camera and this man comes out like out of nowhere screaming at me at the top of his lungs like what are you doing what are you doing here why are you here like literally they're just like, go, like i'll be like right ra- ra- firing off a series of questions uh-huh. and i am wearing first of all i'm wearing like the university lime green hoodie that says faculty of forestry on it i then have <laughs> a high-vis vest on and then right. i'm holding like my supply bag that has like camera traps and stuff in it so it's like you can clearly see what i'm doing right mm-hmm. okay so but maybe you don't, you maybe, you know what? Let me give you the benefit of that. Maybe you don't know. So I'm just like, let me get, I, I travel with like, I had a letter from like the city that was like, this is my permission that I was allowed to wow. do this. I had like a letter from the university being like, this is who this is. I was like, here is all my permission. Um, I know the people here, I have permission here. This is what I'm doing. Was not yeah, right. buying it, was not buying it whatsoever. Was like, you need to go, you need to leave. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. So uh-huh. I continue to set up my camera. This man goes and disappears. Just disappear. I have no idea where he went. I'm like setting up my camera, and then I look up, and he's literally gone. So it was disappeared. I set my camera up. By the time I walk back to my car, uh-huh. it was probably like a three four minute walk. Okay. Okay. I get back to my car. I go to turn the car on. 
I'm getting a call from the chief of police. Yeah, the chief of police, um, Matthew something, De Silva or something, calling me being like, hi, is this Jalen Baxter? And I'm like, Run. who the fuck are you? Why do you have my full name? Yeah. Why are you calling me? What? Yeah. Uh-huh. They're like, we just got a bomb threat call to the location that you were just at, and we have checked in with the brewing company, and they did say that you had permission, so we just wanted to call and make sure, and you know, just do our, our due diligence. And I, I shit you not, I had to put the phone on mute, and I just was like this, I was like, I was just like so shocked, and then I was like, okay, yep, like, <laughs> yeah, that, that was me sitting on my camera, what, anything else? And they were like, no, we can't help you. But I like turn off the phone and I, I just sit there in the car for like 10 minutes and I'm like, why the fuck? Um, yeah, I was stressed for the rest of the day. But then after I noticed that it was like when I went to go do the next round of checks, I was just like constantly looking over my shoulder. Like I was just like very much like I would wait in the car and like watch the area for longer. I would just like I was just like hyper aware of where everyone was and where everyone could possibly come from because I was like I just don't want to I just don't want to interact with anyone ever again fast forward one week later and so I am sitting um at like like sitting in my office and I get a call from the same chief of police person Matthew who I'm like, get my number out your phone. First of all, this, this same, right? It's like, this it's getting, it's too, you? it's the same person called me being like, hello, we have your camera. Essentially what happened was um, there was a, a camera that I had set up along the coast and uh, someone in the neighborhood, right, had decided to attack the camera with a baseball bat. So I get to, I pull up to the police station, right? And I, I, this is all, this is so layered, annoying too, because it's like, why am I having to enter a building filled with cops just because yeah. I'm interested in the, the density and the movement patterns of urban wildlife, right? But here I have to go enter into this wayward building. And then I'm up into the building and I'm like, hi, like y'all have my property. Like, can I take it please? And they, <laughs> One didn't know what I was talking about. Then they, when they finally found out what I was talking about, they like then needed to verify and prove all the stuff about me and the and the study and the research. I had to pull up emails. I had to pull up the signed documents. I had to pull up ID. And I was like, "This is the most. This is the number of your lieutenant person who called me." Yeah. Right. I say you know it's mine. You called me. Yeah. They're making me jump through all this, all this, whatever, all these hoops to get to my data. Then I get the camera itself. This is, I will never understand this. So the camera is in a protective like box and then it's a strapped, it's attached with a strap and a lock to a tree. The box was battered by the bat, but the strap was fine. And the what the cops decided to do was to cut the lock and the strap. And so effectively the way that they cut it, like frayed the wires inside of the lock. Oh, so I couldn't no. even take the wire out of the the backing of this whole metal case to get into the camera and so and then i had to like go i then I had to do all this work i had to like do all this like plier stuff figure all the stuff out get into the actual camera and uh -huh. then i find and then i go through the footage y'all 
this this situation was wild. There's this person, I just see ankles running to and fro in front of the camera. And then the camera angle like aggressively shifting when this person is like hitting it with the bat. And then it's like getting like all these random shots of the sky. And it's just, I'm Whoa. just like- Did it, it was, was there any sound from the person? No, or no, they no. don't capture it's sound? Only just... photos. It's only, only photos. Only photo. Oh, damn. Yeah. I was hoping it was those five second videos. At the end of the day, I was able to get the camera back. It just like was a lot of work when they could have, because they had my information and because they called, they called me, they could have just called me to the camera. Oh, wow. This is, that's I feel crazy. like, that's wild. And I feel like it's <laughs> wild to our ears, but yeah. it's also like not the first time we've heard a story like this. No. So I just feel like our listeners who don't all look like us, but they're so excited about this podcast. That's not shade. It's just like, thank you for joining <laughs> us. Now let's talk Here's about it. Here's yeah. the tea. Yeah, absolutely. Like, wh- like what, what do you yeah. do after something like that happens like what what is the end of that story right, right. honestly because... i mean okay a lot of these stories aren't necessarily like happy dappy because that's just okay like me like spending another like 30 minutes in my car just like trying to like calm down because i just don't right. right i like get really like emotional when i have to deal with police because of like past like situations that i've had um just long, like just being falsely accused of things and having to mm-hmm. like have negative interactions with them and then so I just have, I like I'm pretty sensitive towards that. So I was just like trying to calm myself down. Cause I was like, I have to drive and like do other stuff and like be functional. Like it's 7.30 in the morning. Right. I still have to have my whole day, right? Like at the time I was also like in classes. I was also like TAing. And then I also do all this other stuff as, in, as we all do. We have things that we do in the real world. And then when I would be setting up cameras I would just be like stressed. Like I would just feel stressed. Like I feel, I would just feel like I was doing something wrong um, which was like something that I had to like just eventually like, you know, you eventually like work through these things and yeah. the feelings eventually yeah. fade, but it's like, Jesus for yeah a while. I was just like mm-hmm. hyper stress. When you are in a heightened state of stress and your body is producing cortisol as a response to that stress, that production of cortisol not only requires energy, energy used from yeah. your body. So you feel much more tired, right? But it also then has a higher metabolic demand. So you also are like, yeah. I need to be eating more, but you also like, you also have a schedule to be doing things. So it's like, there are real actual physical mm-hmm. implications and consequences yeah. of these mental states that people can put people who look like myself in just for doing our jobs. And it's just like, right. it's, yeah. Yikes. It, yeah. It's like that thing yeah. when you're driving and a cop car gets behind you and you're like oh. starting to overthink your driving. Yeah. Oh, like, it's very that. <laughs> It's very it's that, but that. like the umpteenth degree. And it's also <laughs> just like, for me, I, you know, I have a lot of energy. So it, the impact necessarily wasn't as felt as maybe someone who likes to sleep for like eight hours a day. Right. right? Cause like my average sleep schedule is like four or five hours. So like, if I'm staying up all night to do these camera tracks and then accidentally go over time, then accidentally have this threshold situation and then still have to carry on with my day. It's like not going to be as big of an impact, but I, that's a, that's a ludicrous request to have of people in this field is to just be Uh like, you should also have unlimited amounts of energy to show up as a person on the day to day, but also protect yourself by making sure that you're conducting research at a time where you're going to be least confrontational, right? That math don't math. 
yeah. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. That don't make no sense. So yeah. what, like, what actually just, happens after you, you have the camera back in your possession? Cause it's your property. It's also property of the, I mean, the university or tied to the project I'm assuming. Yeah. So, so this what wasn't actually, you, um, I had to like, it was somewhat tied through the university when it started, but I was actually working as like a, it was weird. I was working as like an independent researcher contractor yes, for this, yes, with this yes. like NGO and the city. So it was like, the government of Canada actually bought all the cameras. Essentially what ended up happening was I had to do this report at the end of like when I went to go return everything to essentially be like, this is everything that happened to all the cameras. This is all the damage. This is all the ones that were stolen or whatever. And it's like that number, you're not trying to have it be high one and first, first of all, cause you're trying to show that you can like conduct a good study within an urban area. But two, it's like the amount of times I had to like add a camera to that list when it didn't need to be added. And I'm just like, y'all really don't understand that this is like negatively impacting my study. So it just yeah, is yeah. really frustrating. Which is your money. That's what I'm sitting here thinking about. Like yeah. at the end of it, it, it's, it's limited funding already. And then there's yeah. limited funding for people that look like us. Mm -hmm. And like then for somebody to just vandalize property that for whatever reason, whether it was for fun or they're like, what's this doing here? It shouldn't be yeah, here. Yeah, like, right. that's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's wild too, because it's like, I get, I get, you know, the like, I watched The Matrix when I was younger too. I get <laughs> not wanting to be necessarily on cameras. You don't know what's happening right, or what's, right. what's knowing about. You want to be We're looking at your cankles. Come on possible, now. Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> You're not trying to, but I get it. I get it. It's like, you're not trying to be like big brother. I get that vibe sure, from sure. the people yeah, yeah, yeah. who are like in these areas, but it's like, y'all, I hid these in blackberry bushes. I like, I like the way in which I set these up. It was like, there's no, unless you are actively trying like mm -hmm. your hardest to get seen on these cameras, there's no way if you're a human being that you would be captured on these. So it's just like, extra frustrating to see that like my biggest point of conflict wasn't even with the wildlife that would be interacting with these right. cameras the most it was yeah. the humans mm -hmm. yeah. that's Yo. wild mm -hmm. um we're glad at least are you still continuing that study right now i Is actually just started another iteration of it a similar version yeah oh my God. Um, but it's like a much okay. larger version so. okay 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 i'm just not gonna blaze past the fact that you like lit up when you said that so, yeah like, tell us <laughs> Give us like a two second spiel. Yeah. Okay. Two elevator. second spiel. Um, yeah. This time, instead of like, uh, I have a lot more uh -huh. cameras. We have like a hundred cameras and we have them all throughout the city. And I'm using them to look at everything from the different behaviors from them getting into like compost bins and garbage bins mm -hmm. um, to how they're moving throughout the city and how many of them mm -hmm. there are. Would you believe that it? the major municipalities across Canada do not have any estimates for how many animals live in, in the urban environment. So we don't like, we have no idea how many raccoons, coyotes, skunks live here, but you're telling me that you can make effective management decisions around right, green space, right, around right. residential development, around any sort of permitting work. No, you cannot, because you don't know what's here. So I'm excited right, because right. yeah, I'm going to finally start to be able to answer some of these questions. So. Yeah, you can tell people amazing. what they don't know. You can be the professional in the room. <laughs> mm -hmm. the, uh, the the wisdom in the room <laughs> we're trying to get there we're trying to get there <laughs> we want to say a big shout out to jay slash jaylen bastos for coming out and yeah. joining us thank y'all so oh. much for having me I feel is there, like, oh my gosh is there anything are... you want to plug oh, by mm -hmm. the by if y'all want to connect y'all want to learn about 
queer animals, if you've never heard about their animal mm-hmm. behavior, like gay, trans, bi, lesbian animals, like head Let's on over go. to my Instagram page um, at jaunting.j. Um, or if you want to like get like a more intimate experience with me, I also have a podcast called Zabuma Foolish. Yeah. That's where you can find me. And yeah, just thank y'all so much for having me. I'm really, oh really honored. Yes. You making you making everybody else sweat. You know what I'm <laughs> no, 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 no. As Jalen said that, I just watched in their eyes how they were like, but it's true though. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We out. We Out Here podcast is Allison Jones and Alexi Bruces. Show theme by Spencer Snedden and show graphics by Khalid Gillette. Music and sound effects in this episode come from Everyday Cinematic Sounds, Zap Splat, and some other places. Support the podcast by leaving us that five-star review you know we deserve. And join the Patreon at patreon.com backslash weouthearepod where you can get access to exclusive merch, Patreon guest Q&As, bonus episode content, random other shit, and the occasional hello from yours truly here at the we out here podcast we support the land back movement but every tribe reservation and community has different and specific needs land acknowledgements cannot be where action ends but must be where action begins some ways you can begin taking action is to learn the history of the tribes in your area as written by them support native-owned businesses craftspeople and jewelers seed sovereignty preservation of sacred sites and demand that your local government take their needs into account when crafting local policy As always, this has been another episode of the We Out Here podcast. Now get your ass outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Let's let's do a quick clap. I'll do one, two, three, clap. Okay. One, One, two, two, three. Damn, look at that. (laughs) I'm like, that was not in unison.